Yay, you're back. And we're here ready to talk about the all-important brand. Before we get down to that with our special guest, let's see how Sideline are approaching a particular aspect of the company's image. This episode is Super Trooper. With production in full swing, the attention turns to marketing and sales at Sideline. Word of mouth has delivered friends and family sales, but quickly dried up. A very small team meeting is called. Thank you for all coming to this meeting. We need to get a grip on our marketing. What are your thoughts? Peter Drucker once said that the aim of marketing is to know and understand the customer so well the product or service fits him and sells itself. Oh, OK. Nice start, Brioch. I'm a bit worried about the new logo. Why is that? I think it looks great. It's an S inside a diamond. Yep. S for sideline, and the diamond to depict quality, hard-wearing, sparkly, and all those other diamond-like qualities. <clears throat> so, what do you think of this? Oh, wow! You've had it put on a T-shirt! And I love the red and yellow colours. That's awesome! What's not to love about that? That is my Superman T-shirt. Oh... That logo has been in use for something like 80 years. What? Ours is a different colour? Oh, I really don't think that will work as an argument with DC Comics. It would explain the tweets we've been getting since I posted it. Like? Do you use kryptonite in your products? Are your deliveries faster than a speeding bullet? I think that logo might already be trademarked. It goes on. Right. Yes, that would explain those. So, so that needs working on. When you say that needs working on, do you mean getting an agreement from Superman? Uh, no. I mean we will need to come up with a new logo design. So, don't get it printed on boxes and stationery then? Definitely not. Wait... Have you had it printed already? Um, yes. What like? 150,000 boxes, 20 reams of letterheads and business cards all round. Here, see mine. Oh, good grief, no. Oh, look, I can't fault your enthusiasm, but we can't use any of these... Perhaps we can get some printed labels to cover the logo on the boxes, maybe. Have to be a big label. Could slow down packing, having to put four stickers on each box. Four? The logo is well used on the boxes. You can't miss it. Well, they're just going to have to go to recycling, then. Perhaps we can just use plain boxes until we get a new logo. OK, I'll order plain boxes and get everything else recycled. How eco-friendly are we? Great! And I'll come up with something else for the logo, then. Moving on, I've banged together a website, too. Had to remember some stuff from my college course, and it's changed a bit, but I think I've come up with a good start. Here you go. Wow! Um, <clears throat> how many fonts have you got on that homepage? Well... I wanted a modern look, so I used 
Roboto for the headings, I thought the main text needed to be a bit friendly, so I used Comic Sans for that, and then Times New Roman for the menus, and it may be Arial at the bottom. Looks unique, don't you think? The colours are making me a bit queasy. See? Already creating a response. I don't think I've seen animated GIFs on a web page for quite some time. I read somewhere that moving images on pages encourage people to look further and click on stuff. Is web page design the best way to use your time, Zelda? Perhaps we should get someone in on marketing? You told me that we had to tighten our belts and that I shouldn't employ anyone else at the moment. I know. I know. I, I know. I know. However, that was because out of the 21 interviews you employed 19 people and that is only because the other two declined your offer. I just wanted to consolidate before you hired anyone else. But they were all so good and lovely. I understand, really. But now you have a specific requirement to develop and propagate a brand and no one on hand with the right skills and experience. We could consider employing a design agency to... Our production, our people, our ideas, our innovation, our profits, <sighs> our brand. Yes, 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 of course. Keep it all in-house and under your control. Exactly. So, let's put the call out for someone to help. I'm happy to join you in the interviews. Brioc. Get the advert out and get some top-notch marketeer people here. Spitspot! Spitspot? Mary Poppins. Is she a marketeer? No! But she may be able to pull a miracle out of the bag. Oh, OK. I'll try and contact her. Following a long and arduous search, Zelda meets with her new marketing guru in her office. Great to have you join us, Michaela. So glad you were able to start so quickly. Oh, it's lovely to be here. I'm technically still employed by my last company, but I had a lot of accrued leave, so I'm on holiday and starting a new challenge. It's brilliant. Just a few necessary things to sort out. Your surname is... Uh, bubbly? Boobly. <gasps> Michaela? Buble? Yes, I, I know. <gasps> Any relation to the international singing god? No. My mum did a stack of research when he came onto the scene. She saw it as a sign that our names were so close. However, he's from Canada, and my Buble ancestors hail from Pratt's Bottom in Yorkshire. Oh. Can you sing? Badly. Piano? <laughs> Worse. Shame. But more importantly, any problem with me calling you Bubbles? Huge fan of Ab Fab, you see, and you are in marketing. I think I'm better than that, Bubbles. <gasps> Thank heavens for that. Bubbles it is. Oh, um, OK, if you insist. Well, that's broken the ice. Down to business. I explained in the interview where we needed to be... What are your thoughts as to your next steps? Oh, heck, wow, yikes. Well, that is down to business. Um, well, 
I think I need to understand the business a bit better. Your values, products, people, style of communication, way of working. I need to get under the skin of the company so I can build a brand from within. That sounds great. Let's go and introduce you around and integrate you into the family. So hopefully Zelda is feeling good about hiring Michaela Buble. Um, too subtle? Well, uh, here's hoping Zelda won't cry me a river over Michaela's appointment. Okay, okay, we'll get to the guest for the episode instead of trying to ram Michael Buble hits into the intro. So today I'm delighted to have Tom Gambling from Evident Agency with us. Um, hi, Tom. Hi, Mike. Hey, um, we've worked with Tom quite a bit, um, but Tom, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and Evident and um, why um, you're a good person to talk to us about all things um, design and brand? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, so... Um... So uh, uh, Evident is a is a design-led product company. Uh, we specialize in uh, really quite high-end uh, product-based software. So uh, anything that's regards to like an application, anything that sort of uh, users have to interact with or, or customers tend to uh, buy or purchase kind of services and products through. Uh, yeah. we, 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 we do, we do, um, do face a lot of uh, branding, um, considerations with with that kind of stuff yeah. uh and and it does tend to uh it does tend to come up in the kind of day-to-day of, of what we're doing because obviously it has a uh, drastic effect on on how customers perceive products so yeah absolutely and, and if, if people want to find out more tom where should they look you up uh yeah so so we're, we're on we're on all the kind of social channels and things like that but uh, our, our website is www.evidentagency.com cool okay and we'll, we'll put a link to that in the in the show notes but um before we reflect on uh, what's happening at Sideline, um, what what are your kind of early thoughts on what makes a brand? Um, uh, it's, it's an interesting question. I think it's is something that probably gets overlooked. Uh, of, of kind of, I, well, I, I say overlooked. I think it's probably um, approached in the wrong way by a lot of companies. Uh, is is kind of the, the the real significance of what a brand can do for your business? Um, yeah. So, so you know, with with you know, what makes a brand? I would say it's it's a really refined understanding of who the customer is. Um, okay. It's probably one of the key things. Uh, a lot of people tend to get very concerned with the mark um, that that yeah. kind of sits on or a little the logo, uh, but but the brand is actually an embodiment of the of the business and what it kind of stands for. So, uh, understanding how your customers think and and who they are is is probably the the biggest sort of thing that gets is the biggest oversight that I think a lot of people make. Yeah. So, so do you find that people just sort of start and end with the logo and don't really do anything else? A lot. Of, yeah. I mean, it's it's really common that that, that can be the case. Um, it's uh, a lot of that comes from people. I mean, it, it depends on the business size sometimes um, and and the, the the personnel that's running that business. Uh, and I think the the tendency is that they think that it's a lot shorter of a process than, than what it should be. A brand is should be a kind of living and breathing embodiment of, of the company. But it yeah. it does. A lot of people do get kind of hung up on on it being a, just a, a kind of let's create a logo and um 
and and it can sometimes become very meaningless very quickly just yeah, a, yeah. a logo yeah I, I guess logo is just a single element it sounds like what you're saying is the the brand is a kind of an embodiment of of everything you do and everything you think about yeah and and the uh, branding in general is is a lot to do with theory and an application so yeah the company being able to understand well, the company and and the, the people that work for the company understanding uh what what everything stands for and what the business does right. and yeah. what it tries to em- emulate as a to its customers is is kind of up there as, as a really high importance but yeah. um really good point yeah so i mean I, you 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 and, and i guess you can't pull that stuff just from a single um logo or design that doesn't tell you all those all those things really does it no no i mean you 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 know there are a lot of um there are a lot of very good designers that can then can knock together a very nice logo um yeah. but if there's no real consideration around what it's supposed to do as a as kind of an an, an overarching message to customers then uh it can come it can become very pointless very quickly um no matter how good it looks yeah no so so i mean talking about the 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 kind of logo and looking at the the approach that sideline have taken where basically they've um they've come up with something which looks like a a a superman logo and then um something uh (laughs) gaudy um is it is it difficult to come up with a logo do you think um it's a i think it's a very uh it's a very gray area on how long logos tend to come up uh, how long it takes to come up with a logo um I think that's probably one of the biggest confusions that sit around branding is that, you know, to be completely honest, designers could sit there and they could they could spend, you know, 10 days trying to create a logo, 10 months trying to create a logo, or they could sit there in 10 minutes and they might the first one they create might be the right, you know, going down the right route. So it's um, and I think that the kind of the, the how long is a piece of string. Yeah, yeah. Is it is a is a is I mean we 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 use that terminology a lot when it comes to branding, but um, I think the yeah the the speed in which a logo takes to be created is is more down to the understanding of the of the of the kind of stakeholder who's who's going to be signing off the logo, um, and and them understanding that it's not it's not for them, it's actually for the customers, mm. um is a, that that's a that's another big issue is that you do get a lot of um uh what you say i mean i i would call it kind of self self-invested opinions um okay. when it comes to when it comes to branding and i think that that's a that's a really common element with with kind yeah. of uh sort of companies that are trying to produce their branding is that yeah, how many people that yeah i would say that's really interesting how many how many organizations do you you, would you say or have you experienced of that that get a customer's view on their logo before they kind of decide that that's it i mean I'm, um i mean it's, it's a rarity i would yeah. say um it, it really i mean normally it's normally it's the companies that understand the value of what branding can give to them uh that you know they they will want to you know focus group logos or or anything to do with the branding um and the reality of that is that it really isn't that expensive um, to do it. Yeah. Uh, and and having customers give their feedback into the logo is 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 probably one of the best best ways of working, and it's one of the best 
sort of rounds of feedback that you could ever get because uh, right. I think it, it brings out a lot of things that don't come out in board meetings or, or sat around a table. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, it's it, it is it, it it really is a rarity um, yeah, that that happens. A really good tip and really good piece of advice for anybody thinking about about that. But I mean, so we we've talked about that. That's kind of often a starting point. I mean, are there, are there any tips for what makes a really good logo or a really bad logo? I mean, sideline decided that a diamond would make it um, quality and sparkly and, and things like that. But um, I mean, are there any things you would say are, are good or bad in terms of logo design? Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of kind of uh, best practice elements that come in to try and to try and I mean, especially having a, if you if you get a professional designer or a design company doing it, then um, the the framework around in which they develop the logo um, and the best practice that should be applied to it, and normally the sanity checks that that you can put on it to understand whether it's a quality logo or not you know text that or, or like a, you know a logo that has a, an extreme amount of detail in it might not look very good when it's very small on yeah. a business um or it might not look very bit very good when it's big so yeah yeah, yeah. about or it might not you know <laughs> colors that get used in it they might have they might be really inaccessible um yeah and yeah. It, it might be really difficult for certain people to read uh a big one that, that i think people overlook very quickly is you know, in very garish colors or yeah. or anything like that it's um it can be a it can be really difficult for a certain proportion of the market or, or their customers to, to actually understand sure sure so i think what we're saying is there's there's an awful lot of things to think about and perhaps doing it in in word or your local desktop publishing application is probably not the best the best approach but um yeah so i want to move on from logo because we've already said it's perhaps not the most important thing i mean what what other aspects specifically of brand uh, do you think people should be considering um i think uh, uh i mean you know the understanding the tone of voice of the, of the of what the company should say you know how that should speak to customers is important mm. um the 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 actual application of the brand is something that sometimes doesn't get uh, a lot of consideration uh, you know a lot you, when you go through a branding process the the kind of classic uh way of working is that they'll put it onto a, a letterhead that uh, some companies will never get used considering a lot of companies are now paperless yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh and or they'll they'll put it on a, a van or something like that. Um, I mean, like there's we've seen some real uh, tragic uh, tragic things happen with companies. <laughs> really, really not really not thought through the process. Um, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention them on the. On the uh, probably best not. I mean, just, just describe the scenario anyway. But yeah. I mean, just just kind of um, for example, the name of the company. Uh, Kind oh, of, I think I know what you're talking about. Is it where the van doors open in a inappropriate the van doors way? Open, yeah, and, and you know the it reads as something else. The, the logo starts with a P and ends with an S. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Like some, some men's genitalia. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's 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 some real there's some the, the application of things is is a is a big thing, and I and like you know I mean some of those things uh, they they don't get seen until it does get applied, but obviously having yeah. some understanding that it's got a be flexible as a as a brand is uh, is really important. So what what I mean in terms of that application, I mean we said let's has not appropriate and and I mean you've mentioned one there, you know, vehicle livery is somewhere it might get applied. I mean what what other areas should people be thinking about 
um, when they need to apply their brand? Uh, I, I just uh, as in kind of just what options? Yeah, where, whereabouts? I mean, there's obviously uh, printed materials, but are there any other kind of you know areas yeah. where? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, things like brand. I mean, when when brand guidelines are created, sort of uh, for print material. Print material is a bit of a is is a I guess a more of a uh, a traditional way of working yeah, because yeah. You know, things like cut like any color that gets used in it um, mm. has to be a consideration to the theory of how that works. You know, yeah. when you whenever you, whenever you print a logo um, on a poster or any kind of like you know magazine or anything like that um that the printer requires a different process to how uh, it's perceived digitally so um, and what areas should uh, people consider about applying it digitally i, mean, I guess there's the website but there's probably some other places that it needs to go as well uh yeah i, I mean you know um i mean obviously a website seems like a, a, a probably more of a common one um but you know, you're you're kind of the uh, in your footer of your emails, signatures, and things like that. Um, yeah. Quite often, we see we see that we see them go in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, as it depends it depends on what the business is. I mean, you might get uh, logos required in adverts and stuff like that if it's being yeah. put on any kind of digital. And I guess um, you know, just from personal experience, we know that you know putting it in your sales support system and you use CRMs so any outbound emails has your branding or putting it on your financial statements and invoices so they follow your brand and any number of other systems you might use they all kind of have these little aspects of uh, configuration that that might have a brand aspect I guess yeah yeah and, and you know I mean consistency is key with uh with branding um and uh and quite more often than not, you know, having some kind of way of uh, just keeping keeping somewhat of a kind of uh, a ring fence around how the brand is used, where it's used, and and if there, if anything does come up, you know, things like uh, you know, I mean, email for as a as a really simple one, but like you know, as a if a CRM, how how it, how it looks in there is also as important as anything else really it's just consistency I, I guess we, we, we're kind of touching on another area around kind of governance and systems and how that's controlled and the process around that but that's a, a topic for for another day I mean uh, moving on to uh, what Sideline have done they've recruited a marketing person uh, uh, the famous Michaela Buble um, do you think that's the way ahead in developing your, your, your brand and your externally facing persona is that a marketing person the best way to go uh, I mean, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's a route that a lot of companies do take, funnily enough. Um, and uh, marketing is a strange term because it can kind of encompass a lot. Um, and there's so many different forms of it. So uh, mm. I, I think, I mean, I, I, I always believe in, in kind of the, the specialist formula of, of, of making sure that if you're having some, you know, when, if it came down to a marketing decision of, you know how should this be mar how, how should this element be marketed then a marketing person is the right person to go to yeah uh, but you might not all you might not always get the uh correct skill set from a marketer because obviously yeah. marketing is quite a broad subject um yeah, so I, I yeah i mean i mean it, it's it's a it's it seems to be a route that a lot of companies do take i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily um be convinced that it's the right one uh should i say but uh 
Mm. I mean, my, my, my take on it would be that you go and find a, a, a specific branding expert that understands exactly how that should be, how branding should be executed and, and applied. I, I guess it all comes back to uh, understanding your customer and who they are and what, what you want to do for them. And a marketing person may be the person to do that, but it might be people with other skills that might be better might be a copywriter or a designer or a user experience specialist or, or any number of other skills really yeah 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 and you know um dare i say it that it's very unlikely to get someone that can do everything um yeah. and uh, jack of all trades is a uh, especially in in the in, well in the creative space i think it's becoming a, a less and less popular term so yeah, yeah. i think you know, having having a real um segregation of skills uh, and and really understanding what everyone is, is comfortable and, and best to be executing as part of the kind of you know the marketing or the branding um or the or the product and the user experience is is vital yeah yeah so here's um something that that we've had experience of uh, a guideline is um doing a bit of a rebrand and um we probably had a a year of existence within our company before we rebranded, renamed, relogoed, uh, re-established who our customers were and went down a completely different road um, in terms of service and product and everything really. Um, is is rebranding a good idea? Um, and if you think it is, when, when is a good time to think about rebranding, do you think? Um, uh, well, I mean, I can speak uh, uh, very well, very clearly on this because we've, we've recently done one. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, rebrand. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, rebranding. I think um, depending on the size of the company, uh, there's a, a, you know, it's a, it's either a, a very long-winded process or it's something that can be done quite rapidly. But yeah. it's, um, it's, it's very much dependent on the people that are involved, and I think having a really clear understanding of the of the customer and and or, or well yeah your your the customers that, that are kind of within your business and, and also the customers that you're looking to to, to try and bring in mm. is, is probably the most important thing to understand um uh, i mean really like you know rebranding as an idea um I mean, nearly near on every every company that I've ever known has done some sort of rebrand. I mean, you get them at different levels, obviously. I mean, you've got Coca-Cola that will make a tweak to one of the one of the letters in the logo, and they'll consider it a rebrand, or they'll change the color. Tin, you know, uh, but but that but that you know, just the, obviously, you know, relatively to the company they are, that is quite a big and substantial yeah. change. Whereas, yeah. you know, you're sort of your hairdressers down the road doing a rebrand because they want to look a bit more upmarket um, is all well and good as long as that's who they're targeting. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. really useful. I mean, I think that the, you know, probably goes back to what you said at the start of this, this chat was it's, it's starting with who your customer is and understanding them. And um, if, if your customer wants to see something different, I guess that's the time to consider it. Seems to be what you're suggesting. Yeah, and 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 all of those decisions should be driven by some like real data. I mean, that's one thing that we've always um, championed. The best way we can is that you know, nothing should be no no kind of decision should necessarily be made on assumptions. Um, right. Uh, you, you know, uh, it's as small as going and asking uh, a segmentation of your customer base. You know whether they would like to see a rebrand whether they like the real brand the, the current brand um 
that's a, a, a good, a, you know, a first step in the right direction, in my opinion. But it's uh, everything should be informed by some kind of real data. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So um, we're going to draw it to an end uh, shortly, Tom. But before we do that, we always ask our guests to um, to give us some top tips. So, what would be your top tips for people considering or looking at uh, their organisation's brand? Oh, um, that's a big question. Uh, top tips. Uh, I would I would say that I would never rush into it. Um, it's it's something that you're better off spending time doing and and kind of de-risking by spending time towards the start and doing a discovery and analysis phase on what your customers want uh, is is almost more important than the actual executing of a logo. Um, Mainly, mainly because you know, at, at, you know, by, by doing that kind of pre-work, you mm. are de-risking any kind of you know bad decisions that can be made later on. And um, yeah. you know, if uh, if if there's no one within the company that necessarily feels comfortable doing it uh, or, or being involved in it, which is a another big um, problem that can sometimes happen, is uh, you know people thinking that they can. You, you know, as it, you know, doing a logo is easy, so uh, yeah. they think that, that they think that anyone can do it. I think it's a case of yeah. everyone having a really comfortable understanding of whether they feel like they can execute this in the right way and that it's going to actually create an impact. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and if, if there's no one if there's no one there that can do it, then bring someone in externally that can help you. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a it's a recurring theme we're getting from the the the, the people we're speaking to is. Um, you know, get some advice and get some help. And I know that's that's difficult for small businesses, but y- you're probably doing yourself a favour in the long run. You know, saving that little bit of money is not going to pay off. You know, getting those skills and expertise is probably a um, a good thing to do. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, just just kind of going on what you've said there is um, uh, every every designer um, or every good designer should have an understanding of being able to create a, a return of investment for his customers um for their customers so you know in the same way that you know most companies use an accountant and they they treat it like they're saving money by having an accountant which is what a good accountant should do um a designer should have that same approach to the project in the sense that they want to see the logo create impact so uh, you know even if you're a small company you shouldn't really be afraid of of kind of reaching out to a specialist and asking them um you know what the what kind of help is is there because they will have an they will have a invested interest in trying to help small companies or most of them do anyway i should say yeah yeah that's brilliant listen tom that's been absolutely brilliant great to speak to you as always um thanks for taking the time to um join us on blue sky stinking podcast um just remains for me to say to everybody thanks for listening um please like share follow comment um tell everybody about it if you've got any ideas for future topics um then please let us know um and until then we'll see you next time in waterloo